just how angry is Carson Wentz? How much should we pay Jeffrey Simmons? And does jet lag get worse when you get older? This is the Transatlantic Titans podcast. Standing on the arrowhead at Arrowhead. Brinkley to snap. Turn to hold. Snap. Set. Kick on the way. Good! One safety in this half. Drive starts at the one and looking for a little breathing room and they get that in. Plenty more. Derrick Henry still going. Stays in bounds. He might go. 99 yards for the touchdown. Unbelievable. How you doing? It is the best three that you could ever wish for today. Um, I'm Adam. Miles is here. Hi, Miles. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, not not bad. Um, unfortunately, I've just I've just introduced us as the best three, um, and then. I remembered that Greg's here. Hi, Greg. Hello. Good evening. Great to be back. <laughs> Glo- glowing, glowing introduction as always. Um, I mean, if you've just kind of found this podcast in the last three or four weeks, you won't have heard Greg Kett's dulcet tones. Um, but the reason for that is not that we don't like you or you don't like us, um, which may or may not be true, uh, but you've been over to, to Nashville and caught a couple of games. Um, how was your trip? Yeah, I mean, I mean, football aside, it was it was a pretty good trip. Um, yeah, Giants game. I wasn't here, unfortunately, to talk about that with you guys. But uh, yeah, not not a great start to the season. And then sat in a bar in Florida watching us get absolutely pummeled by the Bills. And then luckily got a win before I came home. But we're not here to talk about one and two Titans. We're here to talk about three and two Titans, which is a much better place to be. Yeah, we are. I I seem to recall, and Miles, you might have been a part of this conversation. Um, after the Bills game, we were there was this pipe dream that we kept saying, right? Imagine if we could get to the bye week three and two. None of us believed it, but you sort of look. You look at the three teams we've just beaten, and at the time, I mean, the Raiders, the Raiders were zero and two as well. Um, but I didn't have that much <laughs> that much confidence that we could we could beat them, and then we nearly didn't, of course. Uh, but then Indy and Washington, the way Indy had been playing, you felt that was winnable. Washington was certainly winnable. Obviously, it's the Titans, so we've not won any of those games comfortably, but we are three and two. Um, a well-timed bye week, I would say. Um, are you, yeah, Greg, are you sort of are you confident that we'll we'll be stronger after the bye and three and two is something we can build on? Or do you sort of do you feel that dread that we had at the start of the year? It's, it's a weird place to be. I'm ecstatic to be three and two, certainly considering the first two games. I think um, that is certainly after two weeks, I, I didn't anticipate that we would be. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to be there. But there's a lot more, in, in a weird way, a lot more negatives than there are positives. It's hard It's hard to sit there. I mean, especially Sunday just gone with the, the O-line took a bit of a step back. It's been serviceable for a, for a couple of weeks. And then, it just, yeah, Montez Sweat just, just absolutely pummeled daily all day long, and uh, you just, just thought it's gonna be one of those days. Um, and I think, I think I just forgot Carson Wentz plays for Washington, and just thought, oh, we're gonna lose this game, and 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 Carson <laughs> did us a did us a favour, and we didn't. But I, I, yeah, no, I didn't expect to be three and two. I was fully expecting after the first two weeks to be possibly, possibly two and three at best case, I would say. Um, 
and it's a weird place to be, as I mentioned, because we aren't, we haven't looked great. But at the same time, if you've won three games in a row in the in the NFL, you are doing something right. And if you're doing something right with the, some of the performances that we have seen overall, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? It feels like it, it should be a good thing because the only way is up, really. And if you can say the only way is up with three straight wins, it's a good place to be. It's funny how we we do things ugly. Um, we do things in a, in a, a very stressful way. Uh, but Mike Brable said something in the post-game, well, not press conference, in the post-game locker room speech that the team put out on social media. Um, they're basically saying we, we've got a winning habit. We've got a winning culture. And sometimes those, how many tight games have we had since Brable's been head coach that almost all the time we come out on the right side of? Um, some some of those defeats, yeah. There's one or two where I mean, Randy missed a kick against the Giants. I suppose similar with the, that farcical Jets game last year. But often we're well beaten if we do lose. Um, and a lot of these tight games, um, I'm glad that points difference isn't a thing in the NFL because we're not we're not going we're not going to the playoffs if that's a, ever a tiebreak. Um, just this habit of of winning by one score, um, but. Unlike the previous two weeks, we did score a second-half touchdown. Um, Mars, let's, let's start talk about the offense. Um, does it does it feel like we've improved a little bit there? Um, I, I kind of felt that it was a better performance. Todd Downing probably had a, a better game, but we're not setting the world alight. Would that be fair? Yeah, I think. Um... I think in terms of pass protection, we certainly struggled, but I think we all knew we would do against uh, the team. Uh, I was back on the football team then, uh, about uh, whatever they're called these days. Um, just, just say the I Redskins, always, it's fine. And do you know what? It's the Redskins, and then I had some sort of pun about easy like a Sunday morning Commodores, and it's all it's all going around in my head. It's, that's an insight into how my head works. Um, <laughs> do, do you know what? Andrew Catalon and James Lofton called them the Redskins like five times. So oh, if we do, if we do it on an amateur podcast, it's fine. Yeah, and every time they did, one of them was like, oh, "Actually, it's, it's not good," <laughs> uh, which was nice and awkward. But no, I think I think pass protection really struggled, um, but we half expected it. I think the week before, we were actually really happy with how they protected, or relatively happy, considering uh, this week they did really struggle. For um, in terms of run blocking, it was actually very good. Derrick Henry had a couple of bursts where you're there, like, "Yep, yeah, Derrick Henry's getting warmed up." You could argue for of all the players on our team the bye week's actually probably not come at the right time for Derrick Henry to actually have a week out now. Um, yeah, granted, yeah, might yeah. be a bit more chemistry, but he starts to look like he's rumbling and tumbling a little bit more. Um, Traylon Burks is going to be a miss. Uh, I think we'll lose in front of a two games after the bye week. Um, it was nice to see Hooper and Woods again getting a little bit more involved. Um, but yeah, it's the, the offence looked... It did look decent, but I am a bit concerned about the protection that we have with Tannehill. It was forcing him into a few scenarios where it looked like, you know, last year holding on to the ball a little bit too long situation because there just isn't that time for receivers to get out their uh, their routes. And um, yeah, so I think I think when it comes down to it, it was it was probably still a positive on offense, but I think that bye week's going to need to be spent actually with more time on tackling with the defence because I still think that's our glowing concern at the moment that just the quality of basic tackling is just pretty embarrassing at the moment and the DBs really need to yeah have a have a good a good training session or free. There, there was that play wasn't there where 
about three DBs failed to tackle. I think it was Terry McLaurin. And then so, Jeff Simmons comes Simmons back. Simmons was like, and... fine, I'll do it myself. And just... And listen, I, I said this, uh, I think, during the game, and I think at the moment, Tart and Simmons are our best linebackers. And it says a lot <laughs> yeah. about this team, but they are the ones that are able to make consistent tackles, consistent pass breakups. Whereas, and obviously, we'll get into the glorious play by our linebacker that we probably all watched off a thousand times since it happened. But outside of that, the tackling has been a major disappointment and it especially was seen against tricky receivers that the commanders had. I mean, I, I kind of felt, watch, watching that game, it was, I mean, it was never, I don't, the, the Colts game were ahead, the Raiders game were ahead and then didn't do much in the second half. But this, this was a bit different. It was a bit more back and forth. Um, uh, yeah, I'd never say I was confident we were going to win, and I thought we were we were going to lose right at the end. Obviously, as as most people did, especially after the the PI call. But it it did feel that we got a response from the offense a couple of times when it was needed, which was which was missing the previous couple of weeks. You know, the the Tannehill deep bomb to Westbrook Akina, for example, and a couple of key first downs and third down conversions weren't weren't great but uh, there was there was enough for that game as as it as it proved um how that's going to look against better teams i don't know but the washington you know have a bad we think the Carson Wentz is who actually i thought played all right for 59 minutes um but the that washington defense is is decent and as as you say they were causing causing our own line all sorts of trouble and we missed Nate Davis big time i thought yeah, um, but it wasn't just that side Daily's an issue. I could see, like we've had O line injuries last year, um, the year before, and we've kind of got through it with some of these makeshift guys. And for the amount of flat we've given Todd Downing, I, I don't know. It, it seems to be able to get through games when we're when we're under the cosh like this. Probably partly because we've got a defense that will bail them out sometimes. Um, but I think yeah. off- offensively, uh, it was a bit Jekyll and Hyde. I think there were some good points. There were definitely some good moments. There were some good drives. The first, the first drive of the game that we had, I think Todd Downing went almost like tried to catch them off guard. If you look at those play calls, that that wasn't a Titans uh, offense that started that. And it was a three and out because they just tried, he- almost like wanted to try something different. He wanted to prove but, that we couldn't just we we weren't just all about scripted plays. So he wanted to prove that yeah. the scripted plays didn't work. Not clever, yeah. Todd Downing. Yeah, and I think in terms of the and I think it, that probably did help in in some cases. But I, I still think the offense is a bit too predictable at times. I think you, like I I may, maybe I'm being harsh when I say this, but I can definitely whenever I watch a Titans game, you kind of know what's coming. As soon as they line up, you're like, okay, I know, I know where this is going. Sometimes they might catch you off guard and surprise you, but nine times out of ten, you know where it's going. Um, and that, that for me was, I think, is is the, the I guess the problem with this offense. You, you mentioned the play to to Westbrook Aquino. By the way, I mean it, it wasn't that wasn't a planned planned play by any stretch of the imagination, but it did incredibly well to get around and, and make that catch. Um, and that was, but that was more luck in in terms of you know that wasn't how it was supposed to be executed. Put it that way. My my point was that we made something happen at least. Which absolutely, was, was yeah, absolutely. Before. It wasn't like he was throwing the ball away. But I think Tannehill getting hit as many times as as he did was was yeah. 
I mean, that's just not going to do us any favours. Um, not just not just from a health perspective, but you know, it just unsettles him. We all know that. We saw that against against teams in the past when when he's rattled in the pocket. You know, he can make the wrong decisions. Luckily, he didn't make he, he didn't any do really, that. really bad decisions. Luckily, but you don't want him to be put in that position in the first place. Realistically. I think considering the amount of pressure he was under, he had an excellent game, in my opinion. I think he did, he he could. There were times when, under that much pressure, he will try and force something and make and make mistakes. Yeah, um, I think he'll he'll err on the side of taking the sack rather than a risky throw, which I'm kind of all right with. Perhaps needs to throw the ball away a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but there weren't there weren't any glaring errors that I noticed particularly. Um, I think no, he's... not at all. I think he was solid. I think I don't think there was anything necessarily wrong with his game at all. And then look defensively, I think Miles hit the nail on the head with with Simmons and Tart. By far and away, probably the best two players we've got on that defense at the moment. Um, Tart in particular, I think, has stepped up a level that I don't even think he thought he'd be able to step up into. I mean, it's just he's just been incredible. Um, and I think that's actually given Simmons more opportunity now. We had a couple of games where Simmons wasn't getting to the quarterback because he was getting triple teams in some cases uh certainly double teams and and now with tart i think it's become become a much much bigger problem uh and it's and you can see simmons getting to the quarterback uh even even though you know referees seemingly want to give oh that's, the that was the that was nothing nowadays. absolutely i mean joke. Uh, out of the other two that you saw this weekend it's probably the worst of the worst of those three but it was still an absolute joke oh he, i mean he didn't he barely touched Carson Wentz, and he was trying to. He was trying not to. As soon as Wentz threw the ball, I mean, the other, the Derek Carr one, the Tom Brady one at the weekend, they were both sacks. But this this one wasn't. But all the no. same, it, it just as soon as Wentz released the ball, you could see Simmons try and avoid the contact. I think Wentz was off balance when he threw, which partly helped helped him um, fall on the ground. And um, but contact was incidental at best. That was a ludicrous flag and. Classic Mike Brable reaction that you, you'd problem, love to see, and a real, a real kind of killer as well because I think they would have been probably punting for their own end zone at that point. It was that third down? I think wasn't it? Yeah, um, they were they were backed up, weren't they? I don't know what yeah, down it was. And it's, but... I just I just think that that I mean those sort of moments can can turn games, and luckily in our case it didn't turn it to to lose the game necessarily. I just think those those sort of penalties can make massive difference to how a game turns out. Ridiculous call. Um, but we over we overcame everything. Um, that Washington final possession, where I'm watching that with an eye on the clock, because it was a long drive. There were some penalties in there. There was some, some ugliness on both teams. But um, the longer Wentz chewed the clock, the worse a feeling I had about this, because obviously they had to score a touchdown to to win the game. They were down by four, um, but they were getting closer and closer. And there was a moment I realised that. If they scored, we weren't going to have time ourselves. And then there's that PI call, and I think I think it was Fulton in the end zone. Yeah, it was Fulton. Yeah, um, yeah. I, it was it kind of a probably a right call, a forgivable one, um, but no, it wasn't. It was, that was no way PI. I, that uh, was there were there, there were worse calls than that one. Um, there was worse calls in the day. I'm, I have no doubt, and I think um, Fulton's actually tweeted to say the NFL admitted today that they got that wrong. Oh, okay, um, interesting. Well, so, well, what I was going to say, I'm not. I wasn't blaming Fulton for it. Uh, there was no, no, oh, no, see, not at all. I could see the argument, but um, I don't think it was a penalty at all. Uh, Les McLaurin's like eight foot eight, and we he's, he's never get he's never catching that ball. 
Well, yeah, yeah, that that yeah, no, no, you say we put it like that, and I, I kind of agree. But they don't, they don't give, un, they don't seem to give uncatchable now. Doesn't seem to be a factor anymore. I half expected them to give a to call a hold or a illegal contact for that reason, mm. but they didn't. But, but anyway, the point. My point was uh, they were then there on the two, the one yard line, with four downs, four chances to score, and about. 20 25 seconds so they they were out of timeouts so i think that helped us because we knew they weren't going to run the ball so defensively we could just get the coverage how we wanted i think brave will use the timeout um first down incomplete second down tier tart um in, in coverage in coverage Ab- absolute legend and then th- third down just when when went through that i th- you know, I, th- I thought they'd scored, and David Long just appeared like a like a gazelle from from nowhere. Oh, just, and the the angle of that play from behind Carson Wentz, um, oh, I must have watched it fifty times. Um, Miles, how uh, how good a how good a play in every way was that? I mean, it was fairly typical of Carson Wentz, wasn't it? Like, if you want to play to sum up his career of, like, having a solid game where he can throw the ball and looks all right, and then you just remember that actually he always has a mistake in him. And I don't even know if I class as a mistake as, a, as opposed to actually just a really great heads-up play. Like, you could see it coming a mile off that he was, I think he was in for McKissick out in the backfield and he ran a wheel, or I can't remember if he was out in the, in the fat but just a heads up play of a linebacker having to follow a, a quick uh, running back like that as well it, um, it, it listen athletically he could have very easily just passed it away palmed, palmed it away wherever you want to word it and then it's another play that he's got to do but to get under it and keep holding the ball and I mean I love how he got up and tried to run the length of the field and the whole time I had my uh, oh I that's was, what are you doing get down get down in. the game's yeah. over come on man it, it was it was like when uh was it logan ryan or whoever it was where i remember where it's like went to go and score a touch i was like if you take a knee the game's over that's yeah. it a, a game over. Malcolm Butler against washington yeah Didn't yeah that same, same that thing. game as well right yeah. at the end he actually got it in for a pick six in the end but i think i remember and that because like, you don't need to because I was, I was just waiting for someone to come around and punch it out and i mean and at the end the player had to get called back anyway for being contacted anyone on the line and it was a nice little safe kneel down i say safe kneel down i'm sure he got absolutely battered by everyone in front of him when he'd done it but that that was quite it, amusing because the field every, everybody had come onto the field there's loads of like jerseys oh, people, were, people were popping jerseys while it was happening <laughs> it was brilliant it was uh it's it, it's i mean listen it was, it was probably one of the only right calls by the referee the whole game that it needed to come back and be played but i mean it, as as a, it, it's one of them. Like, I think it happened when 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 Henry sent Josh Norman to the shops with his stiff arm. It's like I, I watched that on repeat, and I've been doing the same with this. Like, it's like I'm happy to just watch a quick gif of just like ten seconds of it, just over and over again of him just diving in there and just managing it's to collect so, the ball. It's just so perfect, face. isn't it? Like there's oh, no there's... face is an absolute picture as well. It's brilliant. It's just a face of I'm Carson Wentz, and it's just <laughs> it's so good. It's, uh, anyone who hasn't seen it, I highly recommend just setting as your wallpaper for the week while we wait uh, <laughs> for the next game. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm I think I've been calling out the linebackers probably the most for the past two years with the Titans, and I still stand by them when it comes to drafting next year. That's what we need to look at, unless we're going to spend a lot of money on free agency. But it was nice to see a good a good play uh, sort of been made by them, and 
it's something that can can shut me up quite quickly. Granted, the tackling and stuff was still abysmal all game, but I, I don't think Long's David Long's not the issue at that position. It's just no, the others. And to be honest, like the people have been talking about how we're going to get stronger when Cunningham comes back, and oh, I won't lie, like I feel like the linebacking duo have actually been okay while he's been out. Like Cole's still got a lot to 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 learn and do, but Monty Rice was back, which is good. Exactly, and I think that yeah. I think there are there are. Uh, there are things there to work on, but that's listen. It's it's a nice place to see. And I, I know we won ugly, but a win's a win. And like we were saying, three and two looks a lot better uh, on our side than it does two and three, doesn't it? And it it's definitely something to build on. And hopefully, hopefully, it's just like you said, it's the winning mentality. That mentality that it, against whatever's thrown against us, whether it be the refs. Don't want to sound like an, a broken manager's. Uh, Thing where they're just always blaming the rest, but it does feel like they've been definitely against us rather than for us the way the season's gone so far. And going against injury and the referees, it's it, it's positive at the end of the day. I, th- I think oh, you you could argue that were Boga not the ref in week one, we'd have won that game. But we we talk, we've talked about that. We talked about that. There are many things that could have changed that could have changed the outcome of that game. The ref- referee just won, but you've got to overcome it, and we did. We did at the weekend. Um, shall we? Shall we have a look at Discord and some questions before we inadvertently cover cover some of the answers? Um, we yeah. If you've not if you've not tuned in, I keep I, I feel like a such an old like what's the word like? I just old man, really. Um, but yeah, just just some sort of anti-technology word the word escapes me um luddites that's the one i'm thinking of but yeah i can't i can't use the right terminology about discord but yeah if you're on there um if you're not on there come and come and join us the links on our on our twitter um we've got yeah some good some good chat in there during the games and and between weeks uh, but we've got some some questions in there uh let's start with <laughs> Yeah, we are actually coming down with the times, aren't we? That we've got we've got Discord set up. I mean, it's a matter of time before Harry's OnlyFans is going to be up and running. I'm sure we can negotiate Neil to doing some sort of TikTok or something for us. I think we're, we're slowly getting that young audience, aren't we? That the OnlyFans market for Harry that needs to be tapped. That's that's where the money is. Not not us. Not us doing this or indeed anything else. Um. Okay, Bafra seventy seven. We've got a yeah, an official in the in the TikTok group, TikTok group, Discord group. I can't even get that right. Um, is Jerome Boga the Angel Hernandez of the NFL? Now, I've prepped by googling Angel Hernandez. Um, I do like a bit of baseball, not enough to really know too much about him, but um, from all the Google results, it would seem yes, Jerome Boga is the Angel Hernandez of the NFL. Um, Greg, you probably hate him even more than me. Yeah, I've got absolutely no time for for Jerome Boga. I mean, uh, the call the call against Tampa against Brady, like, and and I don't I didn't even care about that game. I'd be absolutely livid if I was a Falcons fan. Absolutely livid because it's just a joke. And I know there's loads going on with the rough in the past. We talked about it earlier with what happened with Tour, etc. But I mean, that was just the cleanest sack you're going to see in your life. Yeah, that's literally what it was. Um, and yeah, again, and players going out of their way to not hurt the quarterback as well in each case. 
yeah, trying to try to tackle someone properly. Um, Jerome Bogue has gone gone above Trevor Kettle in my in my I referee poll. The Trevor Kettle of American football, and that yeah. that's saying something. I know Pat McAvee show, which I'm now addicted to. We're heavily talking about it today that they're saying he just shouldn't ref again. Like they've gone back with his old games and they mentioned Titans games, they mentioned other games, they've just gone back and just saying, like, this guy's useless. He's literally useless and he's ruining games, affecting games. Like, do you think if that wasn't Tom Brady, it'd probably not have been as it's at that level now where they're generally thinking, is it biasness or is he just an idiot? And it's coming to the point where it's like 50 50. I mean, I, I'm convinced he's just an idiot for what it's worth, but he's, he's been in the league forever. Like you go yeah, back it's, and... not, it's not even just him. It's his entire crew. The whole crew are just appalling. Like, Boger is just, I mean, he's probably the worst part of it. But it is, the entire crew are absolutely shocking. And I'm pretty sure, was it last year or the year before, didn't he get basically stopped from refereeing playoff games because of some massive clangor that he did at the end of the season or something? I can't remember how it worked now. But, I mean, that's for me, is if you're not good enough to do playoff games, you're not good enough to do any NFL game, even if it's a dead rubber against two shocking teams like the Texans and the Jags. Like, you just you just can't... Yeah, just, you shouldn't be refereeing in this league. Uh, mate, I don't know what the next man up looks like in the uh, in the refereeing uh, quarters, but... Well, it's... remember when they had the strike? Bring some of those guys back, the replacement refs. Yeah. Like, it can't be any worse, seriously. Um, give me a flag, I'll give him give it a best shot. I would almost accept that if they just said, you know what, we're just gonna have the worst refs out there and just embrace it. But it should be, it should be the other way, it shouldn't be constant flags. They should realize that no one has paid to go and see the referee. It should be the opposite and just let him get just let him go, Dave. Just let him play. There always seems to be every year there's a different new point of emphasis. And uh, whatever, like it might be, oh, let's let's call more holding calls or roughing the pass or whatever it is. Every single year. It's never something a spectator wants to be emphasised. It's, it's the same. It's the same in football slash soccer over here. This year they they decided, oh, we're gonna we're gonna stamp down on time wasting. Yeah. So literally, a split second after the ball's gone out of play, if that if that player's not running to go and get the ball, I, I've seen it more in lower league football than I've seen it in the Premier League. To be honest, I'm seeing like ridiculous bookings for next to nothing. It's the same thing. It's yeah, but just, what what I, it, I think... how how referees will react to something like that is instead of actually punishing the offence. They're looking for the offence when it isn't there. Yeah, that's, what, that's what happens. That's, 100%. Yeah. And they'll get rewarded for it as well. <laughs> yeah, they'll, yeah. Get, they'll get a pat on the back every time that they are well, yeah, well done on that. You know, you, we asked you to clamp down it and you have. Yeah. Um, Baffer 77 follows up with another question. Um, Miles, why don't you answer this one? Um, what adjustments do we need to make to continue the good results of the last couple of weeks? So we've got a fortnight. Um, um, how I, mean, I don't know how you how you see this. Whether it's looking to trade for anybody, um... no. The the fortnight should be spent on a couple of like really obvious fundamentals. It should be the defensive players need to concentrate on tackling. DBs need to concentrate on coverage, and the offensive line needs to build chemistry because the lines had time away where it's different people filling in different positions. When Derrick Henry's getting the ball, he's making plays happen. And I think we mentioned this with like other players in the past, where it's like, if he's your best player, get the ball to him in some way. That's what a lot of teams are doing against us. And so it needs to be, how can we make plays that's getting Derrick Henry the ball? Because Derrick Henry is looking sharp. It'll be great when Burks is back, and yeah, let's see what happens. But people like Bobby Woods and people like Hooper and that need to be like making runs downfield to open up for Henry. So to me, 
it's just as simple as going back to basic fundamentals. Like, yeah, it'd be great to say, let's go trade for, um, I don't know, I was trying to think of some amazing linemen, but at this stage in the season, it's not going to happen. But also, it's the wrong time to be doing it. Like, you knew what you were going into at the start of the season. If you start doing trades halfway through, it's how you start overpaying for people that might not be the answer. We just need to go back to basics of just how to play proper defense by making proper tackles with technique because technique seems to have gone out the window completely. And then that line just needs to build up a bit of chemistry with Tannehill and trying to keep him a little bit less pressured, which we're going to go up against some tough defenses after the bye week, but it's something that can easily be worked on. But to me, it's just concentrating on plays that we can get Henry the ball. As simple as that, really. So We've got to play better. We've got to coach better. Um <laughs> Um, kind of linked to this, Ben Weeks also asked, um, well, not linked to the answer you gave, but the kind of linked to the trading maybe. Um, should the should the Titans really be looking at anything in the Carolina fire sale? Um, Greg, I think it's probably one of those things that either we're getting another Dennis Daly from Carolina or it's someone that's just going to prove too expensive. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, there's a lot of talk I've seen today in particular on, on DJ Mora. I just don't think that's never going to happen. Like the, the cap hit this year is not too bad, but next year it's like 25 million. I mean, that's, that's AJ Brown money. Um, I, I just don't, there's not a chance I can see that happening realistically. And in terms of who else do you, do you go after? I, mean, I, just, I don't think the Titans are really the sort of team in the middle of the season that are going to go, go out and make a, a marquee move. I think if they feel like they need depth in a position, they'll, they'll go out and they'll look on practice squads and they'll go out and they'll look on, on who's on the street. Just look at Terrence Mitchell. Um, so I think <laughs> realistically, I don't see, uh, I don't see the Titans making any moves with Carolina. I, I think we need our draft capital. I think we've already lost a couple of picks this year that, that ideally we probably wouldn't really want to lose. Um, the next two drafts are huge for, for Robinson and huge for this team. Um, and if Derek Henry can continue with the consistency that he's shown, two years from now, if, he, if we draft right, we could have a hell of a team. Yeah, I, I think it it maybe shows also where the team think they're, think they're at. Um, if if J-Rob actually doesn't think... Well, I mean, it, it's, it boils down to whether we think we're going to win a Super Bowl this, this year. And I'm, I'm guessing it's it's probably a no, unfortunately. So, therefore, it's not necessarily the smartest thing to chase the best players you possibly can for this year. We've got to think a think a little bit about the medium term future. What that brings is probably for for another day. Um, Just got to look at someone like the Rams, right? They they went for it and and won, but they've now lost a few pieces. They'll lose a few more at the end of this year. And they've got no, no draft capital to to really replace them, so that you know I'm not saying they're not a bad team. All of a sudden, they're still a decent side. But over the next two three years, it's going to be interesting how they how they approach it. Robinson's never going to do that, uh, and the Titans are never going to do that. They're always they, w- they always want this to be some level of um, what's the word? I guess uh, they always want this to be working towards that goal of, of winning a Super Bowl, but then winning the next one after that as well. Even if they're not good enough to win this one, they want to try and be there again the next year. The biggest thing I, I think what's going to happen is, well, what do we do with Tannehill? Well, I mean, we, we know, well, funnily enough, I've got another question here um, from Brewster. And that is Tom, isn't it? It's Tom Vincent. 
I'm sure it yeah, is. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, is there a situation where Tannehill is kept on the roster next season, even as his cap hits? Now, this is this is all linked. I mean, if we know that Tannehill and Henry aren't going to be on the roster for that many that many more years for various reasons, you know, age, age, miles on the clock, um, Tannehill's contract becomes an issue. Now, the way he's playing, it's hard to... It's it's what happens. I suppose it's what happens with Malik Willis ultimately, and how quickly he develops. Um, but the way Tannehill's playing, it's quite hard to improve on him um, in in quite a boring way. Um, just just as a as a serviceable quarterback, um, it, it's it's whether these things rear their ugly head in January, and <laughs> we we see something horrible, which we we won't know until then. But um, if he can get us there. You know, he's still he's still doing a good job. I, it might prove, yeah, if 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 we get there and he's sort of mediocre, and we see a bit from from Willis, we might just bite the bullet and say, right, let's let's roll with that. But I I don't know uh, if it's the most important position on the on the field um, for he's... almost almost any team. Maybe maybe with Henry, I don't know, but it's. If you've got the guy that you want, you pay. You pay what you need to. I think there's others who who realistically are, are going to be cut at the end of this year. If you look at the cap hits they've got, or, or, or more at risk to be to be cut, I should say. I guess you know the likes of Luan. I think we've all as soon yeah, as that injury yeah. came in, everyone kind of accepted realistic. Realistically, he's probably not going to be here. Um, even though I think that tackle spot is so important. Um, Bud Dupree. If, you know, if the guy can't stay healthy, is is there a chance that you know there's I think about ten million, maybe eleven million saving on on the cap hit there? Um, what they'll do with Robert Woods again? There's got quite a big cap hit. He's, he's done well so far, but it's, it's quite quite a bit of a hit on him. And then Cunningham's another one as well. So these are all aging players that you're talking about. So exactly. So if if you are in a okay, look, let's face it, we're not going to win it this year, and the chance of us winning it next year is is pretty slim. You still want Willis sitting behind a uh, a good quarterback for you know you don't want to be throwing him into the fire next year. So you either keep Tannehill or you go after another vet um, who's going to be on the market that's actually going to give you the best chance if you were to be in contention. Probably is Tannehill, although well, it is the, the, the cult the cults have proved how difficult that is to explore free agency trade for somebody uh, because that that's the formula they've they've gone down and they've tried it what four four years in a row now, yeah, and it it shows sometimes it's, it's better the devil you know sometimes. Yeah, you've seen yeah. what's happened in the, with the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo, and it was the whole what should they do with Jimmy now that they've their quarterback which they've had sitting and waiting they feel is ready. And there was the arguments, okay, well, do you trade him away? And you've seen the worst thing that's actually happened to Lance. And then having someone like Jimmy to fall on has actually been huge for the team for them to continue to progress. And I know there's a large amount of money that Jimmy's still getting paid as well. It could end up being a very similar situation where it's, we see what the market's like out there, see if anyone's actually interested in Tannehill. But it's all down to the progress of what Willis is making at the end of the day. If Willis isn't ready and we still feel that Tannehill puts us in the best position to win, then we do that. I don't think there's any argument to say that they've drafted Willis with the intention of him being our future quarterback. It's not like someone who's going to stay back up for a few years. He is very much going to be the starting quarterback at some point. 
it's well, that, at that, that's the plan. Although he is a third rounder rather than a first rounder that like Trey Lance, yeah, they, so we, it's we, less we, pressure we on it. Yeah, we haven't thrown the entire bus of draft picks to get him, but I think we all know based on what we could have got in that position with the needs that we had, it was like, he's available, let's go for it. I think I could see a situation where next year we do see Willis, and I think depending on, there's a lot of teams out there that do need a quarterback that's um, serviceable, but at some point, his cap space that he's getting paid, he's either going to have to be willing to take a hit or something's going to have to happen for that switch to be made. Tannehill might restructure. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, like, he, he's... That that happens so often. We we almost don't take it take it for granted that it can happen. I mean the cap the whole thing a cap the cap is a myth. Um, you're only really considering the next year or two. Um, you know they they tweet Derek Henry's this year. Um, but yes, it's it's all it gets into realms of what I don't fully understand. But yeah, it's not to say that what's the figure there is now will be the same. Um, but... There's some big contracts coming up though, right? I mean we've got. Players who are going to have to be going to have to be paid in the next couple of years or so. They've just paid out for Hooker, um, and I think they've just paid out for Landry. And you've got you know Simmons to come, etc. So I think that they're going to have to free up some kind of cap space. So it wouldn't shock me at all if Tannehill ends up being a restructuring. It wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, Ben also asked about Big Jeff. Uh, how much money is too much money to pay him? Whatever what the guy want. wants. Yeah, he's a he's a great age for someone who's already so dominant. He is a leader. He gets that defense going when they're really struggling. He makes plays all the time. To me, there's there there are some positions where if you have the opportunity to, you don't waste time and you just get it sorted. I think of all the names we mentioned before of all the players that are coming to end the contracts. I would not have an issue if all of them were let go because I think. With Landry coming back, I think the way that Tart and Danico Autry and even Weaver has made impacts, that as much as I love Bud Dupree, you're right, if he's not on the field and he's not helping us, then be it, you know my opinion on Cunningham. I think those sort of players I'm willing to let go for someone like Simmons to stay because Simmons is, dare you say, a franchise defensive tackle. You've seen Aaron Donald basically won the Super Bowl for the Rams last year. Like, that's the level that Simmons can get to and may already be at. And we need to build round players like that, not let them leave the building. I don't think, Greg, unless you've got anything different to say, I don't think there's a Titans fan out there that doesn't want to pay Simmons whatever the hell that man likes. Um, he's, gen- he's generational, in my opinion. He's one, of the, he's one of those players in 20 years' time we'll still be talking about, which for me is... I don't, we have, there's not enough of those players. There's probably four or five that you could talk about with the Titans in the last 20 years. He's one of those players. I think if he wasn't at the Titans, you would not stop hearing about him in NFL yeah. media. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, uh, final question, I think. Um, Jono, not sure. I can't. I, this, this is the problem with Discord. It's nobody's actual name. Oh, why, Jono? <laughs> Um, when you leave a comment, leave a name, leave your name afterwards, so we can <laughs> give you a proper shout rather than just random usernames. It's it's on me, really. Um, I could, I could find find out, but uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. Um, but yeah, he he or she, <laughs> he <laughs> just don't know. Um, it's although it's his picture there. It's definitely him. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll get you trouble here. <laughs> Um, are there any plans for a UK Titans fans 
day session slash meetup. Um, we need to get better at this, don't we? We've we've don't really. The problem is there aren't. Despite the game over here in 2018, there still aren't really that many of us in the UK. And, for, and... for what it's worth, I, I saw one in my local area uh, at the weekend. So I'm just wearing a time tan. I went up to him and went, do you know about the podcast? He was like, no. And I was like, right. Opened up my Spotify, literally like made him click on it and follow it. <laughs> um, so if you're listening now, hello. Thank you for not thinking I'm weird when I'm going up to a random stranger in public to go. This is de- definitely that. weird. <laughs> Listen to us. Um, but I think, what, the last time I come, was it the Chiefs game in the playoff? Yeah, was the last was time I remember, London, yeah. I remember driving home that night, having about six cans of Monster in me trying to get home. But um, I, I agree. I think it's, I think there are times fans out there. We just need to, as as we know, we're all the way across the UK, whether it be down south or up north. I think, I think there is the opportunity for, uh, for, for meetups. We just need to, um, just need someone to plan it basically. I'm not good let's at do, planning, but I'm good at turning off. Let's do let's try and do like a playoff game. If we if we've got a playoff game, ideally on maybe on a Saturday to make it easier for most people who don't who work Monday, Friday. Um let's try and do a playoff game if we if we can. I mean I can't promise I'll be there because I'm a moron who flies out for these sort of things on a whim. So <laughs> but, um the, the interesting ones of the podcast will be there. Yeah, well feel free to su- suggest something as well. Um, by all means, um, it's Ryan. By the way, I'm really sorry, Ryan. Um, uh, at, at Stag Jono on Twitter. Yeah, Manchester fan Stags. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, about his team, but he has good tweets. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. And, you know, he probably can't 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 help it. We don't we don't choose to. Well, I suppose at some point you do choose to support the teams you do. Um, okay, so th- yeah, thanks thanks for all that. Um, keep keep them coming because then we don't have to think about what to talk about ourselves. Um, it's much easier that way. Okay, non-Titans related. Greg, it has been a while. Um, I'm expecting lots and lots of mundane things that have annoyed you since we last spoke on here. You know what? I've, I've been uh, supposed to be working and I've been just racking my brain all afternoon. On, like, oh, you have what, a job? What time of... Yeah. Apparently. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How do you have time for time that on. with all the... Trips to I know, Prague and I know. Well, basically, I just I just work pretty much all through through the off season, and then as soon as the season starts, that's it. Just put my feet up and travel here, there, and everywhere. Um, yeah, weirdly, don't have loads to talk about apart from I'm I don't know if I'm just getting older, but I just can't deal with jet lag anymore. I, I came back from the US <laughs> about literally a week ago to the day. Uh, was it? no two weeks ago to the day. Sorry. And I just, I haven't recovered. I'm, I'm basically every night sitting on the sofa watching whatever the hell's on and just falling asleep and then waking up a few hours later thinking right now I've got to go to bed. No problem. Fall straight to sleep. Wake up in the morning feeling even more tired than I was the night before. Um, and I don't know if it's just an age thing. I don't know if it's, it just seems to have just kicked my ass for the last couple of weeks or so. Um, so, yeah, if there's any doctors out there, for, I might have a serious medical condition. If not, I'll just put it down to getting old because it's, yeah, it's been absolutely painful. Apart from that, I went to Prague also, watched some NHL at the weekend. Um, went to Prague five years ago and really enjoyed it. Went this time and didn't meet a polite Czech Republic person in, in the entire city. So I don't know if I was just unlucky there, but if we've got any Czech listeners and they are polite, then I apologise to them. But 
Yeah, great. No, great own it. Own it. Just... Well. I'm going to own it. 100%. Yeah. They were rude. Just absolutely no no pleases, no thank yous, no nothing. And I'm like, okay, sure. But yeah, and if, you, was, if you're uh... Czech and you're listening to this right now, Greg thinks you're rude as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Feel free to at me as well. I don't care. At, at uh, Greg underscore Ket. I love that you know my Twitter handle. It's a major, uh, major humble brag, though, that your non-Titan is that you're tired from all this flying and going on holiday, though, isn't it? It's, 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 it is a bit of a, it's a weird one, but I, I don't know what it is. It's, it has just kicked my ass. I don't, I, I'm just, I mean, Adam was talking earlier and I felt myself nodding off. <laughs> Nothing to do with the jet lag, mate. <laughs> um, it's it's fine. You, you go west and it's all right, but you go east and it's not. That's my experience with it. It's, it's, a, it's a really weird one. It's like we we because we went to florida as well so we had like a bit of, but it was only like an hour difference between nashville and florida so i was like no it can't be that but coming back we landed i think it's about i don't know one in the afternoon or something so i think that's all right but it got kind of half the day to stay awake and yeah just still kicked my ass killed me well i mean it is age it's not going to get any better no, no, that's <laughs> I mean, a worrying thing i'm not even that old <laughs> um this is, I think, I've, have I talked about referees and linesmen and stuff on this podcast before? I probably have. Um, my, my son I plays. I Greg have definitely brought up Trevor Cattle before, but. Well, no, this, this is more of a grassroots thing. So my, my son plays in now what's now the under 12s, Wefer, Ware FC. And um, yeah, so each, each year, obviously, kid, kids get older. Um, they have a, a bit more lip um, <laughs> as each year goes by. Um, and we had at the weekend, I would describe as an extremely unruly game of, of football. Stevenage away. Um, and I'm not making that up. No one to do that. Uh, there were tack- spicy tackles flying in. There was a fight at one point. Um, the referee got pelters from every single party um, in a really quite unacceptable way now in the news today there's a league in merseyside somewhere that has uh, loads of teams from under sevens right up to under 17s and they have decided they've cancelled all their matches i don't know about indefinitely but certainly for the next week and um, because of multiple incidents about referees and possibly linesmen referees being treated appallingly um, possibly violently um, certainly abusively um, these people this isn't Jerome Boger or Trevor Kettle or somebody who's professional and that's their job. These are people who are, yeah, they get a small fee, I think, but they're giving up their time to do a good thing and they're doing their best and they're, they might make the odd mistake because they're a human being, but it doesn't mean they're a cheat or it doesn't mean that they're, they're, they're biased or have it in for your player or have it in for you. Um, just, just be better, behave better. Abusing the people that are doing a good thing is isn't the right way to behave, and it's ju- it just happens. It's everywhere. Yeah. They've they've announced today, funny enough, that uh, they're going to have I think body cams on like Sunday league referees, and I'm like, how bad has this got to that referees feel like they have to wear body cams now because basically all they're doing is getting beaten up over a, over a dodgy offside decision or, or, or a tackle or whatever. But um, by the way, Adam, you've got to cut the Stevenage under 12 some, 
a little bit of slack. I mean, they, they've all got kids at home themselves. And, <laughs> and so, you know, they, they've probably not slept particularly well. So, you know, you can't blame them too much. Oh, they'll, they'll be playing for... Uh... I was well. I was going to say play for Steve Evans in a, in a couple of years. But it'll it be Graham Wesley fun. again by then, won't it? So no, no, no. Steve, Steve is rolling. We're top of the league. I was <laughs> I was going to make that my non titans related, but I realised no one cares. No, no. Like Mars possibly Mars even team. less than about Mars fantasy team. But I have the power to edit any fantasy football related non titans related. Um, but it is you to finish off. Um, so Miles, the floor is yours. Yeah, so um, mine, I felt like uh, gone a bit more serious. I don't, I mean, I mean, we know a lot of Titans fans probably switch off by this point anyway. But if we have stuck around, then um, it's, 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 I've just noticed recently in, in myself, it's that time of year where um, people get into a bit of a bit of a funk, bit of a, the weather dips, everyone's ill, everyone's got a cold or the other sea bomb thing that isn't describing the guy in Philadelphia. Um, and it's just that time of year where things just suck a little bit. And uh, I know we've got the bye week coming up and a lot of people use uh, the Titans as a, I don't know why you do this, but as a way to relax and be happy, even though we're all slowly dying a lot sooner every time we watch a game because our hearts are going to give out. But it's bye just... Bye week's the best week of the year. What are you talking I about? Gonna say, for, <laughs> for a lot of fans, it might be an actual uh, a welcome relief. But for some, I know it's... It's just a, t- a tricky, tough time of year. And I know the other day was uh, Mental Health Awareness Day. We've done a bit in work with it because we have a lot of the secondary students that are obviously becoming young adults that just don't know how to deal with a lot of things. And I think I do it every year on this podcast at some point where it's just sort of a just reminder that we have actually, despite the fact that sometimes Titans Twitter is the worst place in the world, um, the community that we do actually have around, especially the UK fans and like we've got with our Discord now, if we can ever actually learn how to use it, um, there's a lot of people there that are happy to just talk about how Brett Kern should still be the punter, even if Stonehouse kicks or right kicks. Or if you want to talk about how much we're all going to chip in on a um, GoFundMe to make sure Simmons stays. Um, just that if you are in situations where you are just feeling a little bit down in a funk, then just like I've been doing today, I, I, I didn't know if I was going to do this podcast, but sometimes it's nice to just talk about something that you have in common with someone and, yeah, just basically, just the, the classic speak out, guys. Just uh, never feel against either tweeting us and just saying, asking a random question. Just to, if we don't bring it up on the podcast after time, you'll find that we'll turn it into some sort of a nice chat in some way. And if anyone ever wants to ask me about fantasy football outside of our WhatsApp group, you'll actually listen. I mean, I would love that because that'd be the world to me because I get in, nothing is from Is it inappropriate guys. if I say nobody cares about Nobody does care about my uh, fantasy okay. team. And one day they will. <laughs> But it's not going to happen. But again, if it's fantasy football and having someone say no one cares for a cheap laugh, uh, which I have to pretend not to cry every single time, even though I want to, <laughs> um, then just do it. Yeah. So it was. It was basically that. It's uh, basically we we all we all love you. You're even if you're a Times fan or you're you're not a Times fan who's listening in for some reason who wants to. Well, go, go steady, go steady there. We don't, we don't want Colts fans atting no, us. No, no. If you're a Colts, chat, Jags or Texans or Ravens or Patriots or I could continue, but I, I don't think we currently hate all the teams. Um, uh, but yeah, speak, speak yeah. for yourself. I understand anyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was it. Was I know, I know it's a bit of a more serious, but at the same time, it, it's a serious situation. Just feel free to. Drop us messages, push us to do some more Instagram posts because we really need to up our Instagram game. I know Neil probably has to log in for that. We can do some just, posts just, regarding some players. 
But this, just this, yeah. this core thing, all joking aside, and the fact that I'm a Luddite and all the rest of it, but it is quite a good place to just come and have a chat. Um, yeah, uh, but the nobody cares thing doesn't apply to almost all of the rest of that. Well, um, if anyone else wants to talk about how well your fantasy team's doing, the guys will listen and they will give you advice. If I mention it, it's like I've said something abusive to someone's family member or something in the chat. Let, let me be clear. I don't care about anybody's fantasy team. Um, yeah, oh, okay. if, if you thought that, cool. if you thought this was personal, I, I, I don't care about my own fantasy team. I don't care about yours, Greg's, anybody's. Um, just, just one of those. We will, uh, we'll, set, we'll set up a fan, fantasy nobody cares channel as part of the Discord. There are, there are genuinely people that do want to talk about fantasy. Yeah, yeah do do that, and I'll I'll, I'll mute that, that I'll channel um, immediately. I'll be in there but... daily. <laughs> just trying to get some sweet relief from the pain that is the transatlantic Titans. But the most important thing there is, Miles. Miles, you're exactly right. This is a a really good community. Um, we're all there for each other um, through some tough times with Titans fans you know it's 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 not always this rosy is it um I was I mean it's the time of year the, the clocks go back soon and the, the the night's drawing in it's dark when we're doing this thing it wasn't dark when we did this three weeks ago um I, I find that weirdly the NFL being this time of year helps helps with that um it's yeah just one of those things oh no it's a sort of the end of summer here's September oh there's some NFL to watch Oh, okay. Um, uh, it, it, that shouldn't affect my, my mood, but it, it does for me. Um, but yeah, obviously, I, I get that. I get that these things are, are never straightforward, and the, the human brain is is not anything but complex, is it? Um, and it doesn't always do the, the rational thing, does it? But yeah, we're 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 always up for a chat. Um, normally, it's a load of nonsense, um, but sometimes nonsense can can be good too. But there you go. With that in mind, let's end the chat. Um, you've heard more than enough from me, um, probably enough from Miles and definitely enough from Greg. Um, I hope you're doing well. We might we, we might do something different. It's the bye week. We might do something a little bit different next week. Watch this space. Um, but get in, get in touch with us if you fancy coming and have a chat in here as well, obviously, um, at the, at, on Discord or at Transatlantic TN on Twitter and some other social media places like Instagram and other things that I don't understand. Um, uh, but yeah we'll we'll all be back for chat very very soon tighten up go well as ever tighten up go Vols.